Welcome to the Heroic Soul Podcast. I am your host, Camille Joyce, founder of the Heroic Soul. I believe that when we are willing to commit to ourselves and discover the deepest part of who we are, we can become our own hero. As we do this, we then have the ability to love ourselves and extend that love to our neighbors, ultimately creating a better world. I am excited to share more with you and hope you enjoy today's message. We've got to find a way to recognize them, understand what they're pointing to inside of us, and then really be able to let them go. Casey Main with me here today. She is the author of I Gave Up Men for Lent and the host of the Better You podcast. We are going to be discussing emotions and business and the role emotions play in the business world. And I hope that you guys really enjoy. I hope you learn a lot from this and take from it, that it will cause you to be a little bit more aware of your emotions in business, whether it's you own your own business or you are an employee in a business or you are a leader in a business, whatever that role is that you play. But the importance of emotions, whether it's positive or negative, but how it can teach us and we can learn from it in the business space. Hey, Casey. Hi. It is so exciting to have you here with me because I love what you bring to the table and your wisdom. Thank you so much for coming on my show to talk about emotions and business. Oh my God, it is my pleasure. Uh, This is a topic I literally deal with on a daily basis. So happy to dive into it. So to get us started on this topic of emotions and business, I wanted to share an article that I came across not too long ago on the truths about entrepreneurship most people don't consider when wanting to start their own business. And there's this one part of the article that stated, you will have to let go of your emotions. And it caused me to really question what is going on around emotions and business. Why are people so afraid of it? And why is it difficult to incorporate that into the business space? I believe that God gave us emotions for a reason. They are what enable us to connect with one another. They are informative. And I believe one of the greatest gifts women have in particular is the ability to be deeply feeling. So it is really interesting to me that this godlike attribute is so frowned upon. Because everything in our world rides on and thrives on human emotion, except this one area. It's like you cannot have it. So it causes me to just wonder and question, has the business world completely missed the mark? Is it possible that the idea that we cannot bring emotion in with the business is a thread to the reason why the world is in the chaos that it is in today? That people feel more stressed and unhappy so I think it definitely plays a, a big role. And, and so there's, I, I feel like there's like several different directions I could go with this. But I think that first things first, like when we talk about emotions or feelings, I think even that can get a little bit tricky because in one regard, I believe we can't always trust our feelings. Um, I believe they exist for a reason. I think that they show us kind of areas within us that we haven't healed yet. So when you get 
particularly negative feelings or emotions. So when you get really upset or angry or sad, like there's a wound you have inside that somebody has triggered. It's not healed yet. So it's like these signposts of kind of where you have your own internal work to do. So like that's one area of, of feeling and emotions. And I think that that's probably the reason why the business community has kind of been like, there's no place for that here. But which makes a little bit of sense because, you know, you can't always take business stuff super personally or it just gets really, really difficult. And when I say personally, you know, then we could get into, all right, so let's say you have um, some negative feedback from a client. And then if you're taking that personally, then you're tying that like to your self-worth, which is not accurate. You know, so it's like it starts to trigger kind of these insecurities and, and these um, like fears that we have. But then like the other side of emotions and feeling is that like, especially as women, not totally as women, but especially as women, like we are, I think on average, like a little bit more empathic and intuitive in that we're in touch with our feelings as well as the feelings of others. And so then that gets into kind of like the whole emotional intelligence realm, which I think is super important in business. Like if you're, no matter what level you're at, like if you're at the leadership level, or if you're more kind of one of the worker bees, like to be able to read your coworkers, your boss, people who work underneath you and understand kind of that, that empathy, like understand the feelings they have, that's just going to make for a more productive working relationship. But then there's also like the intuitive component of feelings and emotions. And so I think that that is just not recognized in the business world because a lot of times those things that we feel intuitively that we should do, whether it be for our business or, or whatever it may be, there's no logic to support that all the time. In fact, in my experience, it's almost like gone against logic. And so that's where you then have to get into a little bit more of like um, religious or spiritual or kind of just a bigger picture understanding of life and recognizing that there's there are things at play here that that are bigger than logic and the business community doesn't recognize that at all. So it's kind of a, a long story short, but I think that it, when we're in the business community, we tend to stifle like all the types of feelings when they're not all, I don't want to say bad. So I don't believe anything is bad, but they're, they're not all misguiding in terms of business. Like I think that emotional intelligence, the ability to recognize and understand what other people are feeling and being in touch with your own intuition and what you're feeling is like right for you or not right for you. Those are extremely important in the business world. So as women are becoming more and more involved in the business world and starting their own businesses, but it's so sort of unaccepted in the business world. And, you know, like what you were saying is there's a reason for not having so much emotion in it, but then incorporating things like empathy um, and having that emotional intelligence does help. But how do we help the business world uh, have a little bit more of a balance in, in accepting that this is something that we may need to uh, embrace a little bit more of so that we can work better together? Oh, God, if I knew the answer to that, I feel like I'd be some like million dollar leadership business coach or something. Maybe we'll figure it out in this conversation. And then that's the thing. Yeah. For you. <laughs> yeah. And then a new, we'll have a new business plan. You know, I believe I very much believe that all change starts with within. And so, you know, the the be the change that you want to see in the world. And that can be 
it can be frustrating because at times it doesn't feel like it's enough, but there's just been enough instances in my life where I start to kind of point the, the finger at someone else or at some institution and be like, this is the problem, blah, blah, blah. But then usually that's mirroring something in me that I haven't fixed. And so when I start to change myself, I will see changes in, in other people and especially in terms of relationships. So it, and I say relationships, not just like romantic relationships, but we are all in some form of a relationship with each other, you know, especially if you're in a, in a working environment. So whether it be customers, clients, coworkers, um, bosses, people, your business coaches or the people in your life that are telling you um, why whatever you're trying to do is wrong or whatever it may be like, that's where all the self work happens to one, be in touch with your own intuition um, and and stay strong with that. Like, even if all the logic in the world says, no, you shouldn't go a different route, you still do it. And then it's a it's a practice, which I think is important for all of us women to to stand strong in that. Be like, no, I'm doing this. And to be able to hear everybody else say, well, that doesn't make sense and give you all the reasons that you shouldn't do it. And you say, OK, I hear you. Um, I'm doing it anyway. But then I also think it's important to then check yourself and your own emotions when they come into play in a not so healthy way. So when you find yourself really getting upset about things having to do with work, um, that's that's where there's some self-work needed because you've really got to ask yourself, why am I so upset? Like, why am I allowing this external circumstance, this other person to really rattle me? We've got to find a way to recognize them understand what they're pointing to inside of us and then really be able to let them go. And it's a leap of faith, but like doing that just within yourself, like, cause that's the only change we can make. And so it's like, if you do that and you elevate yourself, that starts to elevate every, but everyone around you. And then that's how we elevate like the collective. Um, and, and again, I just, even as I say it, I'm like, it doesn't feel like it's enough, but I've just learned this lesson so many times we cannot change other people. Like it just, it always comes down to like our own self-work. When it comes to letting go of the emotions, it's not so much disregarding and saying you can't have any emotions. You can't feel what you're feeling. You can't uh, remember the journey that you've been through, but it's more of just saying, well, how would those emotions, if I let some of that out, hinder me from progressing? Yeah, I think it's always, and so especially like, you know, the, the negative emotions, it's easy the you know, the joy and the positive and all that stuff aspect of any kind of uh, career journey, that's all exciting and fun. But I mean, let's face it, like if you go out on your own and you're in the entrepreneurial world, like it is tough and it is an emotional roller coaster. And so it's more... I don't know. It's this weird combination of accepting that roller coaster. So like when I have bad days and, and it certainly happens, like I have days where I'm just feeling really negative or off or just burnt out. It's then like a practice of self-awareness to be like, okay, what is this feeling trying to teach me right now? Am I to go, go, go. And I'm just trying to like constantly do, and I'm not giving myself any breathing room. Am I taking something personally, like looking at the progress or lack of progress I've made, and I'm allowing that to define like who I am or my own self-worth, or is it sometimes it's just a matter of, okay, I'm having a down day today. And to give myself like the grace to do that and trust that it's going to pass. Like, 
it's here. I'm not going to pretend it's not. Um, I'm not necessarily going to wallow in it, but I'm going to recognize, all right, today's a, today's a down day. And I think even just that, that practice of like kind of looking at an emotion and analyzing it and being like, okay, what am I going to do with this? Just that awareness in my experience, like creates enough space to then be able to let it go in a healthy way versus repress it. Cause I know for, for a while, like I would just try and stay all positive and happy. And especially like in, in the work that you and I do, which is kind of in that personal development, spiritual development, you know, be a better person type world. You can feel this pressure, like you're supposed to be happy all the time because that's kind of what you're preaching, but that's just not realistic. So I think it's also like a matter of giving ourselves the grace to have a bad day, but recognize when that's happening. So you don't, let it make things worse, you know? So like maybe when I'm having one of those bad days, I don't make a ton of decisions or I reschedule a podcast interview or push back a writing deadline. Cause I know I'm not in the mental space to put out my best work. Yeah. So as, in, as far as the connecting with one another goes, there's that empathy that we can have and we can help us build those relationships with our clients, our customers, with whatever that is. But when it comes to the informative piece that emotion does for us is it tells us if we're feeling triggered by something, the awareness that you're talking about is it, it tells us what's going on and we have to take a minute to step back and see what is this trying to tell me, but not let it get in the way. Cause I do know that there's, and I don't, I can't remember what the different parts of the brains are or the brain is and what it's called, but there's that rational thinking. And then when you've got the trigger and the trauma or the trauma that gets triggered, it uh, sort of overpowers that rational thinking and you're not able to make sound decisions. So in regards oh, to yeah. business, you're needing to make those sorts of sound decisions. You're needing to make those rational decisions and um, so that you can move yourself forward in the direction you want to go. If you're really emotional about something, it's going to hinder you from being able to do that. Absolutely. No. And I, I love that you went there. I love that you went kind of to the brain. There's this great book. It's called Brainwash. And it was written by a father-son duo. They're both physicians, Dr. David Perlmutter and Dr. Austin Perlmutter. Um, the father is a neurologist, I believe. And then the son, I think, is a primary care physician. But it, it looks at the neurology and how the brain works in terms of making decisions and how kind of the lifestyle that has become normal in our society is not building up our prefrontal cortex, which is what allows us to make decisions that are better for us in the future versus right now. And we're living more in that amygdala, which is like people call it like the lizard brain or whatever, but it's more in that reactionary mode. Mm. And so that's why there's so much power in like the self-awareness. And I like to say that the pause between when you, you start to feel something and you want to react, if you just pause and notice it, and analyze a little bit, that just even gives you a chance to do things differently or, or say things differently than living in that reactionary mode. And, and so this is where, you know, there's a lot of lifestyle things that go into 
being able to have a healthy balance between your amygdala and your prefrontal cortex. And it's essentially taking care of yourself because the mind-body connection is very, very real. It's very strong. So it's looking at, you know, how well are you sleeping? And if you're not sleeping well, is that because of stress? Is it because you're looking at a computer all day? Like, what are you eating? Are you eating food that's actually food or is it food that's pumped with all kinds of chemicals and hormones that's going to mess up your gut microbiome, which then is what's, you know, running your hormones and your mood. So it gets very holistic, but it's, it's kind of that reminder that like we are a whole person. And so it's, you want to set your physical self up to support your mental and emotional self. And, and that's a tough one for a lot of people. Cause you know, some people are all into like the healthy lifestyle and others aren't and to each their own, but just recognize like at this point in my life, if I'm going to do something that I know is maybe not the healthiest for me, like maybe I just feel like opening up a bottle of wine or, you know, eating a bunch of chocolate because that's just what my mood wants. It's like, okay, but that's a conscious decision knowing there's going to be some repercussions after that. And that might hinder my decision-making, you know, for the next couple of days or whatever it may be. So again, I think it just always comes down to awareness of awareness, pause, and like intention with the decisions that you're making. Yeah, really important. The balance is going to be very critical in this that we're not going way off onto we incorporate emotions and everybody's uh, letting all of that stuff out because it wouldn't be productive. But we have to have a little bit of it to inform us to help us know, you know, whatever it is that we may be experiencing so that we can then make a sound decision on what direction we need to take when there's a decision that needs to be made or, you know, whatever that is in regards to your business. Yeah. And I think that, and so to go into like a little bit of a, I guess, a a spiritual realm, but, you know, there's, life is just full of so many like dualities. Um, So, you know, we have like the left brain, which is all like logical thinking. A lot of people talk about that in terms of like masculine energy. And then you have the right brain, which is more the creativity and the nurturing. And people talk about that, like it's feminine energy. And, and just our society has just valued the left brain and the logical thinking so much. I mean, that is where, what runs our, our business our business mindset. And I like to think there's a little bit of a shift happening where people are understanding that again, we are a whole person. So you've got to let that nurturing, feeling, creative side of you into your into your business as well. Like it's got to be this mix of of both. And I I really I believe there's a movement heading in that direction. It's by no means the um or, or the most common um way that businesses are being run, but I think it's heading in that direction because I think there's just too much information out there um, on mindfulness and just really taking care of ourselves. And because if you look at it, look like we're not doing well. I mean, stress levels are super high. Um, People are not happy. Like there's all kinds of mental health issues, um, physical health issues. So something's got to change. And I I think that we're, we're to that point where things are going to start to move in in another direction back more towards that middle point where people are recognizing, okay, there's value in the logic and there's value in the creativity and the feeling. Mm -hmm. And as you were talking, it reminded me of a story of, uh, of an HR director who maybe it was a director, I don't know, but someone who had worked in an HR department and had to fire someone and the effects of the, uh, decision that had to be made for the business 
had a, a health negative effect <laughs> on the person. Mm-hmm. I'm not really constructing my sentence very well, but what I'm trying to say, but the person as they were walking out of the building had a heart attack because of oh, gosh, what yeah. had happened and it had had that negative impact on on his health so much. So, you know, it, it just makes me think that when it comes to the business world and if we're having this shift and we're going to have hopefully a little bit more of a balance where it's not so, um, I'm just using the word intense, but like what you said, masculine. Uh, yeah, which is very competitive, like very go, 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 grind, 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 like never stop working. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would definitely say intense. Yes. Yes. That's right. And so how can they, you have any thoughts around that when it comes to those sorts of decisions that need to be made for the people who are working for businesses and companies? Yeah. Oh, so I, I love this question because um, before I left the corporate world, I was in the corporate health space and I even then had a couple years in HR. And so um, it's really tough and, and businesses should be doing things to really take care of their employees. And it's, it's difficult if you're just living in that um, left side of the brain logic, we're only looking at the numbers because a lot of these, whether it be like employee wellness or whatever programs that companies will put in place to make sure that their employees are happy, healthy, um, you know, in a good mindset when they're at work. I mean, that makes them more productive. The problem is that's really hard to track that productivity and that happiness level and that tie between if your employees are happier and bought into a bigger mission, they're going to be better employees. And it's also hard to track like, okay, if you make it easier for your employees to live a healthier life and manage their stress better, meaning maybe you know, you don't expect that they answer your emails when they're at home with their families and have put their kids to sleep or mm-hmm. first thing in the morning. Um, or you don't, you know, kind of have this underlying tone or vibe that people shouldn't actually be leaving the office for lunch or shouldn't be taking vacation. Like those are some of the the business themes I think that exist in this country that aren't in other countries. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we, we, for whatever reason, like we don't actually promote that people use their vacation. Um, People feel guilty for calling out sick if they're sick. So we have people coming to work when they're sick. We have this expectation that we should be available all the time because we've got email on our phones and all of that ends up with your employees, like stressed out, unhealthy, unhappy. And I mean, that's absolutely tied to productivity. So I think you know, for businesses, they need to really be asking themselves, are we taking care of our employees? Which comes down to, do you care about your employees? Because if you care about them and recognize that they're your biggest asset, like there is no business without the people doing the work. So it's like that shift from, it's all about leadership to it's, it's all about everybody. And so there needs to be a little bit more of a holistic approach of, Um, you know, what is your employee benefits package? It's more than just your health insurance. Like it's got to be helping them to be happier people. And then on the flip side of that, us as individuals, we need to be in jobs that we enjoy. Or if you're in a job that you don't love, find a way to make it a happier place. Like recognize, okay, I don't love what I do, but this gives me the means to support my family or gives me the means to pay for the hobbies or the passions that I really enjoy, whether it be like music or art or whatever. It's like kind of shifting that mindset to be like in a happy place 
when you are at work so that you see it for what it is, whatever it may be to you. And then it's, it's easier not to take things so, so personally going back to kind of the beginning of our conversation and, and where it's negatively like affecting your feelings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. This has brought up so many thoughts for me. Another thing that's come to my mind is there was a documentary that I watched a long time ago. And I, of course I can't remember what the name of it was, but it was about Tiffany's, the uh, jewelry company. And uh, at least back in the day, I don't know where they're at today with this, but they were not open on Sundays. And we know of other places like Chick-fil-A and um, other places, uh, businesses that won't do that mm-hmm. um, on Sunday. But it, uh, in an interview with one of the company owners or the CEO or whoever it was, they just had inquired about it. Like, why do you close on Sunday? Aren't you worried about the money that you're going to lose? And the response was, no, we care about giving our employees time to spend with their families and time to rest and time to uh, recuperate. So I think that's really important businesses considering things like that of how do they, how often do they need to stay open? Like, is it really necessary? Is it in the better, in the best interest of the employees to maybe close a little early uh, and and not stay open so late, you know, things like that, that can improve the health and the well-being of their employees. For sure. And that goes back to like, they can't, the, the leaders making those decisions can't only be looking at the black and white black and white. Like they can't only be looking at the numbers they have to trust. And so then that gets into a little bit more of that higher knowing intuitive, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever they've got to trust that this is actually a better decision for them, even though they can't prove it on paper with numbers. And I mean, they might be able to afterwards, but you can't ever really know because you can't compare, okay, we've stayed open Sunday and then we've closed Sunday. I mean, I guess you could, but it wouldn't totally be apples to apples because they're like different time periods, but Mm -hmm. You know, so that's where it's it's got to be that intuitive trusting that this is what's best for for my employees, for my company. Um, just like, you know, we were talking about earlier that sometimes doing what's best for you doesn't make logical sense to other people. But if you're in touch with that intuition and it just feels right to you, then that should be all the proof that you need. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. The, another thought that I had was what about things like bullying in the workplace and things that happen like that? What sort of policies and systems are in place? Yeah, workplaces are tough because, you know, it's just we were talking about, like, we all have our own triggers. We all have our own issues that we're working through. So you bring in all these people together and you have them working on projects together or they're, you know, working in offices next to each other or cubicles next to each other. And so that's going to bring up a bunch of stuff. But I mean, ultimately, I believe like that's, the point of life. We're not here to live in a vacuum. We're here and work and all this stuff is just excuses to get us to interact so that we can trigger each other so that we can learn where we need to grow. And then we do that work to grow. Like that's to me, that's in my opinion, like that's the point of all of it is, is to grow. And, but I think for businesses, you know, it's, how are you supporting your employees? Like, have you created an atmosphere where people feel like they can go and talk to somebody, whether it be HR or somebody, their manager, like somebody in leadership that they feel like they can go and talk to about some kind of negative experience they're having. And people only feel like that 
like that open door policy is a real open door policy if they believe that leadership cares about them as employees. Right. And so whatever way that uh, that a company decides to do that, you've got to show your employees that you care about them, not just say it in your employee handbook. Like I've worked for companies that do that. If you're saying you care about your employees, but then every action and policy is actually not putting them first, people pick up on that really quickly. And then they're not going to feel like they can come and talk to you. Like it's the same thing with, with a friend, with anybody in life, you're going to share your, your secrets or your negative experiences, or you're going to seek advice to the friends that you feel like really care about you and have like your best interest at heart. So I think there's different ways that businesses can do that, but they've got to have an actual open door, some kind of open door policy with somebody within the company that um, employees can come and talk to. And then those, those, those grievances or those, um, you know, reports, like they have to be taken seriously, but then on the same side, you can't necessarily just take them, take them for what it's worth. Like then it's, somebody's got to do the due diligence to be like, okay, what's really going on here so that all the employees are given a, a fair shot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And some of those actions could be Again, like I mentioned, closing a little bit early, those things like that or closing on a certain day and giving people a day off shows that they care about the employees. There could be other ways, but I do think and really uh, have have experienced and have watched it happen where when it's a 24-7 sort of thing, that speaks that the business is more important than the employee, at least in my opinion. What are your thoughts? Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree. I worked somewhere once that um, they did like a summer Fridays. So on Fridays during the summer, employees were allowed to leave. I think it was just like an hour and a half, two hours early, um, which they just appreciated so much. Just that little bit of extra time really went a long way. Um, the following year, this is after I had gone because I was the HR person um, at, for this company. They did the same thing because the employees asked about it. But the expectation was that you still got the same amount of hours in within the week. So you were expected to stay later other days in the week so that you could leave early on Friday. So as you as the employee, so the employer is thinking, well, I still need, you know, my 40 hours or whatever because this is. But then you're that's not actually that's not actually doing right. That's not doing anything for the employee. That's just shifting some stuff around. Like if you want to do something that is truly nice for the employee, just take a couple months where you're not getting the full 40 or 50 hours or whatever the expectation is. So again, going back to that, because you trust that they, they care so much about that and they appreciate that so much that they're going to be better employees, like during the hours that they are there. And it's just, I think ultimately it comes down to businesses treating their employees like they're, like they're people, like mm-hmm. just be good to them. They are not just numbers in whatever productivity or sales or operations report you're looking at. Like they're humans and they come into work with everything they've got going on in their lives. And if you want the best out of them, you've got to support them in, in all those areas. Yes. I think that brings everything together here as we kind of wrap this up. As far as emotion, being allowed in business to a certain extent and having that empathy and that compassion and understanding that we are all human beings, we're not robots, and people need to have time because people are emotional and they have emotions, they need time to just give themselves 
that time with their families or um, extra time going outside and, you know, doing some activity or exercising so that they can be in a healthy emotional state. And and that's the same thing for for anybody who's wanting to start a business or has their own business. The same things need to apply for themselves is just considering those things they need to do to get get themselves in in an emotionally healthy place so they can make sound decisions for their business, so they can make sound decisions for their employees. And, and I think it just will make all of that space better and the world a better place uh, when it's incorporated a little bit more. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I, I think it comes down to us, all of us, all each and every one of us, no matter what business environment you're in, um, have to understand we all have our own self-work to do. And that comes down to the awareness and, and kind of working through that. But then at the same time, businesses need to understand that, that people have self-work to do. So you're mm-hmm. either allowing them the opportunity to do that um, in whatever form that looks like so that they can show up happier and more productive employees, or you're preventing them from doing that, which is just making everybody worse, which then is affecting your bottom line for sure. You might not be able to prove it in black and white, but it, I 100% believe it is. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's definitely an interesting topic. Uh, emotions in business, and I could go on more about it, and we can go all different sorts of uh, routes. But I really appreciate you giving us your thoughts. Before we end, what, where's a good place that people can find you? And you've got your own podcast. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, thank you. First of all, for having me on, I, I love talking about this stuff, and I have um, I, I have an interesting uh, resume at this point in time. You know, I had. 10 plus 10, 15 years in, in bouncing around in different corporate world, uh, corporate environments. And then just probably the past two, maybe coming up on three years, I've been in the freelance entrepreneur space. So, um, I certainly had, (laughs) I've worked for a lot of, of, companies and and been in a lot of different cultures. So it is um, a very relevant topic. Um, But yeah, I have my own podcast. It's called The Better You. And um, this is probably not going to be surprising given some of the input I've shared today, but it focuses on really better understanding our relationship with ourselves, And that stems from my own journey of, I think, living in a very um, focused on the external and everybody else in my life and very reactionary mode without realizing like I, there was a relationship I had been completely ignoring, which was the one I had with myself. And, um, and so really starting to do some of that self-work to be able to, um, even notice, you know, kind of the pause in between things that happened to me. And then how do I want to react, um, to get myself in like a better, happier place. So, uh, the podcast is called the better you, and it just, we have a lot of different guests on to, really try and understand our relationship with ourselves, And that's, um, that podcast can be found wherever podcasts are, um, Apple, Spotify, Pandora, iHeart, all the places. And then I also have a website, uh, caseymain.com where you can find uh, more about my, my writing and my book, um, and my socials and all that stuff. Yeah, that's great, Casey. Thank you so much for sharing everything with us, your experiences in the business and corporate world and in the entrepreneurial world too. The journey is not easy, but it's worth it. We just have to push through it and uh, keep working on ourselves and it, it will pay off. Absolutely. Thank you so much. This was awesome. For more information about client openings, my products, and services, you can visit theheroicsoul.com. Now is the time for you to break free and reclaim your life to becoming your own hero 
and living the life God has entrusted you to live.